0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to RX Rounds, a podcast that focuses on health education in the Caribbean community. I am your host, Alandra Mitchell. In the Caribbean, we sometimes look down on people with serious mental disorders. We say things like, they belong in the madhouse, or they did this to themselves without actually knowing the full story. In this episode, Dr. Claudia Marshall, a licensed professional counselor, joins me to discuss one of these mental disorders called schizophrenia. So welcome, Dr. Marshall. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: I am excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Awesome. Well, I know you've done so much in counselor education, so I really want to give you a chance to tell folks what you do and a little bit about your background as a Caribbean woman.
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. So as you have stated, my name is Dr. Claudia Marshall, born and raised in Kingston, Jamaica currently living in, yes, (laughs) currently living in the United States. I'm a licensed professional counselor and also a certified life life coach. I currently work as an assistant professor in a master's program training other um, individuals that want to become school counselors or licensed professional counselors as well. And then I work with individuals that suffer from different mental health related issues as a part time, I guess, passion. I guess I won't call it a job.
0: <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. So I know you've dealt with a lot of areas of mental health. Can you tell us some of those areas that you uh, specialize in?
1: Yes, so because most of my experience are with the kiddos, a lot of what Mm. I've seen are like adjustment disorders. I have dealt with depression, anxiety across the lifespan. So like I said, my background was mostly with the kiddos for like the first seven years of my career. And then most recently I started working with college age students and um, working professionals. So again, anxiety, depression, and then sometimes like some serious mental illness, but I've had, I haven't worked with a lot of serious mental illness. So when we talk about serious mental illness, we're talking about schizophrenia and so on. So I've seen some of it, but most of the clientele that I've served are more so individuals um, working through depression, anxiety, and the different forms of those.
0: Great. Well, as an educator, I know you're quite familiar with some of the things that you need to talk to your patients about different mental health disorders. And today, we want to focus on schizophrenia specifically. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about what schizophrenia is?
1: Yes, definitely. So like I said earlier, We refer to it as like a serious mental illness. And with schizophrenia, it really um, affects how people think, how they feel and how they behave. So the first thing that's kind of popping up in my head is like when we were growing up in Jamaica, if we see like someone that we call a madman are Mm. a mad woman, right? And they are normally going around and talking to themselves and saying these different things. So I remember vividly one individual who my friends and I unfortunately used to tease um, when we were younger. He used to talk about seeing things like grow out of his skin, right? So people with schizophrenia, they often have like a lost touch with reality, which kind of cause like significant distress in their lives. And not only their lives, but the lives of their family members and friends as well.
0: Wow. That's a really real life um, example, because I myself growing up, you know, in high school in Trinidad, we have seen a number of people and just not know what they're dealing with. So we always refer to them as a madman or a madwoman. And it has such a negative connotation
1: yes Um,
0: associated with it yeah
1: definitely
0: So, mm -hmm. so with schizophrenia there are like different types of symptoms because not everybody's gonna have the same thing you know you just spoke to spoke about someone who actually saw things on their skin um i know there are different areas where the symptoms are are different for different people can you talk a little bit about that
1: yeah so with schizophrenia um when we look at our diagnostic manual, it talks about having two or more of the following um, symptoms. And those symptoms can be like psychotic symptoms. So when we talk about psychotic symptoms, we're talking about things that kind of alter perception, right? And lead to kind of abnormal thinking or odd behaviors as we call them. So that can be like hallucinations. So this is where I was talking about like seeing, or seeing things that aren't there or hearing voices. So those are like individuals that are having um, hallucinations or delusions. So this is like having firmly held belief that has like no supported objective facts. So there's no evidence supporting these beliefs. So when you think about one, one example of that can be paranoia, right? So Mm. this irrational fear that people are kind of out to get you or that the messages in the news, on the television or on the radio, it's directed to you and you have to respond to it kind of. Right. So those are the psychotic symptoms. So, again, hallucination or delusion and then kind of like to- a thought disorder per se. So this is like unusual thinking or disorganized speech. And that can fall under um the delusions as well and feed into those delusions. So those are the psychotic symptoms. And then how it's negatively impacting the individual are the negative symptoms. It's kind of like that loss of motivation, people being disinterested, you know, lacking enjoyment in daily activities. So there's no feeling of pleasure sometimes that people um, experience when it comes to dealing with those negative or um, symptoms related to schizophrenia. And then those cognitive things too, when it comes to, it can affect the person's memory, their concentration, and so on.
0: So it sounds like with those positive and negative symptoms, positive are like the things that kind of add to a person's life, you know? Like maybe like the hallucinations those delusions you talked about, um, probably that incoherent speech that you mentioned as well. So it's kind of adding to that person's life and making it difficult. And then the negative symptoms seem to be those things that take away from their life, you know, that lack of uh, um, emotion you talked about just now, or that withdrawal, mm-hmm. lack of motivation, those things. So it's really interesting that this disease state kind of covers both sides of the spectrum, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, those psychotic symptoms definitely add to, like you were saying, the individual's um, life. So, whether it's the delusion that, you know, might be, we see as irrational fears that a person might have, sometimes the delusion can be on the other end of the spectrum, like you said as well, where it's they have this grandiose belief of themselves, right? So, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be like paranoia per se.
0: Right. Wow, yeah, it seems like there's so much going on in the brain with this uh, disease state, and it's Absolutely. actually an imbalance of the, chemical, um, the chemicals in the brain. So that's kind of why it seems all over the place, right? Yeah, yeah. So what are some of the other problems associated with uh, schizophrenia that we might see hanging around when we, you know, walk through the streets in Jamaica and Trinidad, what are some of the other things we might notice with people?
1: Yeah, so one thing that I would say, I guess, specific to the Caribbean is when it comes to schizophrenia, because like you said earlier, there's this negative connotation, there might, we might see like homelessness. So that might be a problem associated with it because family members and friends might not know, how to well the stigma one associated with mental health right that's probably triples when it comes to dealing with serious mental illness because we don't know how to react to it we don't know how to deal with it and one thing that i know a lot of family members used to say like i remember hearing this from family members of you know like we call the mad people like when we were growing up and it was like oh yeah them just mud then they need to come out of the oath, right And we Mm -hmm. put them in the streets sometimes so that homelessness might be a big thing because there is an impact on caretakers, right? And that's one difference that I've noticed is that, you know, the impact can be so severe, especially in the Caribbean community, that we don't know how to deal with it and we just avoid it Mm
0: -hmm. altogether. Yeah. And that kind of comes with not getting a diagnosis a lot of the times, right? Because I, oh I, yes, <laughs> yeah, I think a lot <laughs> of the reasons we are just not too sure about what's going on with friends and family members because we're not going to the doctor to kind of figure out what the source of the issue is. And once we have some sort of definite diagnosis for these mental health problems, there's always. Some medications that can help or even make the lifestyle a little bit better or kind of improve things for an individual. So I think it's a difficult thing when you just don't know what you have and you just call somebody a mad person, right?
1: Definitely. And that plays such a big part in it. And I'm really glad that you brought that up because it also highlights like the knowledge issue and the access issue as well. Right. Sometimes there's no knowledge around just mental health in general, not even talking about like serious mental illness. There's no knowledge around mental health. People don't really know what the symptoms are and what to look out for to even take them to the doctor in the first place right and the second thing is a lot of people don't know that they can um, go to I guess what we would call kind of a primary care doctor to get that initial um feedback or a diagnosis on what their family members might be dealing with and I know I don't know if it's the same in Trinidad but in Jamaica as soon as we see any sign of like a serious mental illness or madness, as they call it, because they just group everything in one category, right? They're yeah. like, oh, you need to go to Bellevue.
0: <laughs> we have something similar here. It's called uh, St. Anne's. So that's kind mm-hmm. of where we have a lot of the art, um, mental health uh, doctors and things like that. So we tell patient, people in general you know, you mad, you just need to go to St. Anne's, which is definitely yes. <laughs> something you should tell anyone. Um, yeah. 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 And that's
1: a big, and that's a big problem because then that impacts the individual. Cause like you said, they're not getting the help that they need. So there's no diagnosis. There's no knowledge around what this individual is experiencing. There's no support for these individuals. Right. And like I said earlier, it can lead to homelessness, but then it could also lead to like that might be one of the things impacting you know, suicide when it comes to schizophrenia, because schizophrenia is strongly linked to higher than normal chances of suicide and suicidal attempts, right? So when you're not getting the help that you need, and like you said, having the medication to kind of help to suppress those symptoms that you're experiencing, that can often lead to suicide or individuals attempting suicide because they're not getting that help that they need. So it's really a serious issue.
0: Yeah. So I know we kind of touched on it a little bit throughout this conversation so far, but Mm -hmm. uh, one of the big things that we focus on at RX Rounds is busting myths surrounding health and wellness. And mental health diseases and chronic disease states usually have a lot more myths to cover (laughs) Than some of the other things you (laughs) might find in society. So I want to leave this open to you and just ask if you have any other myths that you know of that you want to talk about concerning schizophrenia and how we can approach them.
1: Yes, definitely. And I guess one of the biggest myths, kind of thinking about the Caribbean culture and going back to you know how we were raised, because it seemed like we were raised similarly. It's just that mental health in general can only impact a certain demographic of people. So people from low income families and so on. But no, like mental illness can impact anyone. It doesn't matter how much you make. It doesn't matter where in the island you're from. It doesn't matter who your family is. Right. Mental illness can impact anyone and serious mental illness can impact anyone because that's something that research is showing that actually you can pass down in your family. Right. So when you see one individual um, experiencing symptoms of delusion or hallucination, or anything related to schizophrenia, it might be important to ensure that you and other family members are going to get assessed as well to see if you are experiencing or prone to experiencing some of those um, symptoms related to the mental health disorder that your other family member is experiencing. And I know one thing that you had highlighted too that I think is kind of important to explore is just bipolar disorder and and schizophrenia, right? Because when you think about bipolar disorder, it is a disorder that causes like mood shape or shifting energy. So you go from like really high highs to really low lows, right? And a lot of people that experience bipolar disorder can also have psychotic episodes meaning they can experience hallucin- hallucination and delusions as well however the difference with schizophrenia and bipolar is that people that experience hallucination and delusion when it comes to bipolar disorder they they only experience it when they're going through their phase of mania episode of mania so that's when they're having high, high, so elevate, um, elevated speech, There's, they're working, they can't rest, right? So they might experience psych, um, psychosis when they're experiencing mania or when they're severely depressed. So those are the only times when they experience those psychotic um, episodes, whereas hallucination and delusion are like core symptoms, of uh schizophrenia. Wow,
0: that's a great explanation and kind of breaking it down. I love that. Um so there's also the idea of medication adherence, right? Um for those yes. patients who are getting the help that they need, are seeking a specialist, they sometimes tend to think that there's nothing wrong with me, so I don't need to take this medication. And then mm-hmm. adherence becomes a problem. Tell us a yes. little bit more about how that affects the family and what that does to the patient themselves. It it actually affects
1: the family because going back to, you know, when it comes to individuals that serve as caretakers for people suffering from serious mental illness, it has an impact on their mental health as well. So even if you are going in and you're seeking talk um, therapy, not taking your medication, like I said earlier, the medication helps to suppress those symptoms, right? And you can lead a, and I don't like using the word Normal. So you can live a life that um, is, what's that word that I'm looking for? Not symptom free, but the symptoms lessen. So now Mm -hmm. you're able to engage in more rational thinking, right? And now you can have those conversations with your caretakers and your family members and your friends about the type of support that you need. So the medication is really important because it doesn't only help you to not have to deal with the symptoms at an elevated level. It also helps you to be able to live a more, um, and I don't want to use the word normal, but the word that I'm looking for is not coming to me. Uh, (laughs) Ah, Lord. Mm-mm-mm. I cannot think of the word that I'm looking for. But you, you're able to advocate more for yourself. You are able to, like I said, let your family and friends know what kind of support it is that you need. It reduces your chance of engaging in self-harming behaviors. It reduces your chance of engaging in, you know, the use of substance and so on, so it has a great impact on your overall health, not only just your mental health, when you take medication and it also helps to improve, that's the word I'm looking for, to improve relationships with the individuals you are around. Because when you are in that state of like delusion, a lot of times that impacts relationships in a negative way. So it definitely is beneficial to you and family members, for you to, um, adhere to your medication.
0: Yeah. Well, doc, I know you deal with a lot of patients and you have a lot of experience with the kiddos. And one of the Mm -hmm. things that, you know, I remember as a kid was that language that I used towards someone who may be a little different from me. So mm-hmm. can you give us some tips as to how we can approach someone who may be having some mental health problems and not be judgmental or not use words like that's the madman over there how mm-hmm. how can we approach these individuals
1: yeah and a big part of that is one educating ourselves right and understanding and we all have access to the internet right mm-hmm. so understanding the different mental health related um, issues and symptoms related to them, not meaning that you're going to go out there and you're going to diagnose, diagnose people. This individual, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> that is definitely not what we are saying. You should go out there to do, but we want to use people honoring language, right? So we want to either learn the person name, because whether the person is suffering from a mental health disorder or not, they are still a person, right? So you want to address them, you want to approach them as if you are approaching someone you love and you care about. So one, giving yourself the knowledge that you need, especially if you are a family member, So that you can let that person know that they need help and put them in the direction of the help that they might need. And a part of that is also educating yourself on the resources that are available in the country or in your community for these individuals to get the help that they need. So instead of calling the next person, you see a madman or a madoman, like ask the person their name. Right. Mm-hmm. And see a way in which you can support that person and be kind to that person on that day. And now that I'm saying that, you know, kind of going back to one of the questions that you asked about the myths, a lot of people, there's this myth that, you know, individuals with mental health issues are serious mental health issues are violent. They are not, you know, they are least likely to engage in violent behaviors. So don't, you know, avoid this person or even provoke this person and then put it on them to say, oh, you see, they attacked me. It's because they're mad or whatever. So I, I guess the biggest thing really comes down to treating people with kindness. Yeah. You know, if you met someone and you wanted to talk to them, you would want to learn their name. You'd kind of want to know what they're experiencing and so on instead of just assuming about making assumptions about who they are and then acting on those assumptions. So the biggest thing would be like approach them like you'd approach someone you love and care about and use person um, honoring language such as the person's name Mm -hmm. or how they prefer to be identified.
0: Absolutely. I think that's probably the best advice you could give anybody in terms of just being educated and addressing a person as a person um i think one of the biggest things that affect this community is that they don't have the support and when we mm-hmm. show we show um interest in them and show them some sort of love and affection especially if you're a family member it can bring them to the point where they want to seek help and they want to be able to get through this um this uh mental health problem that they may have at the time and use that medication adhere to the medication so i think that's such great advice
1: Yes, definitely, because family support, even though, like we said, we understand that it can have negative impacts on the family members when individuals um, suffer from serious mental illness. Family support is a key factor, especially when dealing with individuals that um, is diagnosed with schizophrenia, you know, because non-adherence often include like that lack of insight, so they don't like i said understand what they're experiencing they don't really know that those thoughts about of paranoia is delusion they don't know that what they're not what they're seeing is not a true reflection of what's happening around them right so that lack of insight and then like you said that stigma related to medication in general so that medication belief and oftentimes you know if the individual suffers from substance abuse this any type of substance abuse disorder as well those are some of the key drivers to non-adherence when it comes to medication and the consequence of that you know they risk relapse or hospitalization or committing or attempting suicide so you know having that good relationship with someone who can give you that knowledge like a physician or so on, and getting educated on the benefits of medication, because those are some factors that help to drive um, adherence.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Doc. I want to leave an opportunity for you to give any final words on this topic. Um, So is there anything else you want to say about schizophrenia and in the Caribbean?
1: Yes, definitely. Everyone that you come across is experiencing something. Even us experience different things on a daily basis, even if it doesn't impact our mental health to the extent that it impacts others. It's important that we use empathy, right? It's important that we listen and pay attention to what is going on around us and to be a support to someone else, right? It doesn't matter what that individual is going through, support goes a long way, empathy goes a long way. And if you are a family member, a friend of someone that you might think is suffering from any mental health related issues, and specifically the one that we're talking about today, which is schizophrenia, You know, encourage your loved one to keep up with their treatment, encourage them to seek treatment if they're not doing so. And when they do seek treatment, be that support for them and encourage them to adhere to their medication and their recovery plan, because it really takes a village. You know, it takes a community, especially when it comes to dealing with serious mental illness. And be sure that you're taking care of yourself as well while you're encouraging others.
0: Wow, amazing. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Marshall. I think we've covered so much in this in this short space of time and there's so much more we can talk about, especially in terms of mental health. Um, so where can listeners find you in case they have any questions or just to learn about what else you do? Yes, yeah, so
1: you all can connect with me on Instagram at Dr. Under, underscore Claudia C. Marshall or visit my website at
0: marshallcoachingandmentoring.com. Awesome. I highly recommend following Dr. Marshall on Instagram. She's doing amazing things on there, including a journaling series right now that I really enjoy seeing yes. uh, popping up on my feed. So, definitely follow her on Instagram and contact her on her website. This podcast represents the professional opinion of RX Rounds and its wellness partners. Our content is created for informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for direct personal and professional medical care or diagnosis. Please consult your healthcare provider regarding your medical needs. If you enjoyed this episode, Visit RX Rounds on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn and Twitter. And don't forget to like, comment and subscribe to this podcast. And we'll see you next rounds on RX Rounds.